and try to use remote collar, but my dog is now fearful to eat around me and not always, but will either eat faster or run to his crate to hide when I say out. Did I mess him up? You didn't mess him up at all. Now, okay, what you did was you probably used out for resource guarding or used out to, to move away from a crate. That's what you've done. Great. Step one. Now it's the next step. So what I would do is this. For starters, let's just, I'm a big advocate of feeding dogs in crates. Just feed your dog in the crate, walk away. Come back five minutes later. You can also keep your dog on a leash. So the, did you did you mess up your dog? I don't think you did. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. And let's say you did. It's not forever. Let's come back from that. So what you're going to do is from now on, the dog knows out, feed your dog in the crate, and we'll start doing status quo for a couple weeks of that. And then we'll revisit it next. Okay. Hey, everybody. How are you? It's Jeff Gelman, Solid Canine Training. Welcome to the show. Yes, we're at work. That's because we've got three people watching us tonight. Um, they're from the federal government because I say fuck too much. So they're trying to shut me down. So I'm trying to convince them that I've got a clean show. Um, if you're brand new to my world, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. This is Joelle. Joelle is one of the trainers at the training facility here in Providence, Rhode Island. And she also travels and does all the seminars. So if you probably see her on the road, she also does a lot of our social media. Um, Jeff Gelman Seminars, Jeff Gelman Seminars. Go there. You'll see our 2019 tour schedule. There's 25 dates. The next three that are coming up, we've got Reno coming up next week. And then after that, Canton, Ohio, and then Collingwood, Canada. Um, so all the shows are, the seminars are usually within six to eight hours of driving distance to somewhere. So that might be helpful for a lot of folks. Um, we specialize in aggression, rehab, behavior modification at the training center. Um, and then the seminar series, we do a lot of that as well. And then on the show, we do a lot of that as well. So the reason why I'm saying that is because most of the line of questioning that you're going to hear tonight is Jeff, how do I stop? and then fill in the blank, right? How do I stop? Leech reactivity, aggression, resource guarding, um, whining, barking. How do I stop? So in dog training, there you pretty much have two options. You can reward and you can punish. And ironically, at the training center, we do a shitload of rewarding. We actually food train dogs. We use markers or clickers to teach what we want. But in order to stop what we, what we don't want, um, to eliminate a bad behavior, to decrease the chances of it happening, or to suppress it. Suppression is not a bad word at all. Um, you need to apply a punisher. Now, that's where the name punishment gets a bad name. People correlate it to abuse. Well, that's not on me. That's on you. It's not abuse at all. Actually, when you actually proper application of punishment, there's no yelling. There's no screaming. You actually stay neutral. If you really want to fuck up your dog, just yell and scream at your dog with no tools. And, and they'll look at you like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? But when you calmly say no and then use a remote collar or a bonker, believe it or not, it's highly, highly effective um, uh, way to communicate to your dog. If anybody out there is underneath the mindset, nine text. Um, sorry, my dog's just finished up eating um, in front of me, Plots. Um, so they're just, they usually don't eat like this at work in front of me during a show. So there might be a little bit of communication going on with these guys. Uh, if you're underneath the, the fantasy, the, the, the falsehood that you can redirect a dog out of a bad behavior um, or train an alternative behavior um, to stop an unwanted behavior, that's an outright lie. And if you're really, really stretching far, that you can reward a dog out of a bad behavior, you've been misled, you've been lied to, and there's some unethical advice that you're getting. So, so here we go. There's a couple of things that you can do 
where it says, say something, type in your question, and then we will see it. You'll see it's a 90-minute show. There will be a couple hundred questions there. We will get to your question. Um, but one, one thing that YouTube has done is they've done um, something called Top Chat, um, Super Chat. And it's something for probably a lot of content creators that um, allow folks like yourself that are watching to throw a little bit of cash our way. Um, all that money um, gets used for date night for my wife, Linda, and I. This week's money is being used for Mother's Day. So tomorrow brunch, which will, the cool thing about that is I put on Instagram stories. Um, so that's where it goes. So the money doesn't get used to save more dogs. Um, the money doesn't get used to like anything like that. The money literally gets used for selfish purposes and I fucking spend it on my wife. Okay. So here we go with the line of questioning. And Joelle, go right ahead. Blake, how many commands do you teach in one session? And when do you know when to move on to teach a new one? Well, you, there's a couple different things you can do. I think at the beginning, um, you could. there's no reason why you can't do three or four, right? There's no reason why you can't. Like if I was training a little puppy, so it's all food training. They're, they're usually dragging the leash. Sometimes they're actually off leash. I would work on recalls and sit and place. Uh, I probably, that, that would be three right there. Right. And then I probably would work on, you know, like kenneling up and then coming out of the kennel and down. I usually do last unless the dog is naturally going into a down. So feel free to mix it up. I like to tell people there's sort of no rules. There seems to be too many rules out there as far as you could only train one command per 10 minutes. It's like says who? So I think that you can, you can mix it up or you can just focus on it. The only time I'm like really big with people on like sticking to one command, say you've got a dog that like every time you put into a sit, it lies to a down. I would say, you know what? Guess what we're going to work on today? A lot of sits and sit stays. And I'm not going to ask you to down at all. And I really want to make that, you know, really, really, um, really firm. Next. Holding on dog training. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. In your videos, I see the heel is normally behind them. Can you briefly explain the technique to start that? I can't seem to get them one step behind me. Well, it's not necessarily to start it. It's something you move back. So there's a bunch of different ways you can do that. I've got a video with my 180 move. And the 180 move is not like slowly 180. It's a pretty, pretty firm move. Um, also, you can do something called a, a heel tap. And what you're doing is I heel dogs on the left. It doesn't make a difference. Pick a side to stay consistent. And what you're doing is you're taking the heel of your foot. And instead of, so when you walk, you're walking like this, correct? So instead of planting this left foot on the ground, you just gently just tap it right into the dog's chest, similar to like a healing stick or actually a front clip harness. You know, um, I'm not going to compare tapping your dog's chest with a harness, but it's sort of like, that's the concept. Um, and what happens is the dog goes, oh, so if I keep forging ahead, like forge ahead, forge ahead. Okay. So that, and the dog just goes, why don't I just hang out behind? And dogs psychologically go into a follow mode. There's a, remember, these are predators that we have. If you weren't aware that dogs are predators, they're actually predators. Their eyes are in front of them and they always hunt. They look for things to chase and to kill. So what happens is when they move behind you, they go more into follow mode. And you can see a totally change in energy in your dog by going into follow mode. The issue is a lot of people will see those dogs and they'll be like, oh, they look like they're so sad and they're not too happy walking. It's like, well, 
As someone that backpacks and I used to do 18 mile days, I assure you there wasn't a smile on my fucking face for all 18 miles. And when I would go with my dogs, they'd sort of go into a zone. It's like, yep, we're migrating and they're conserving energy and we're moving. So that's what we're looking for. We're not competitive dog trainers where we want dogs to be like really, really flashy. Nothing wrong with that at all. But as a pet dog trainer, there's a couple of things. When your dog is neutral like that and calm and walking, they tend to be less reactive, less anxious. So that's one, that's another good, good thing about that. All right, next. Tommy says, hi, guys. Hey, how are you? Melissa. Hey, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Melissa. Kira. Kira. Yep, sorry. So they're looking for, I fed them their food in their kennels and it was, um, I feed raw. So it's frozen. Like I take it out of the free, I, like I, I food prep. So it was like, shit, I have nothing to frost. It's actually better for them to have like all their food, like in this little frozen bundle. It takes them longer to eat and it's good for their teeth. But the downfall is it, it, it makes a shitload of noise on their fucking, on their kennel floor here. Um, and also I want them to sort of settle down. Next. Shamaris says, hi. Hey, Shamaris, how are you? Donde, hi guys, how are you? Hey, Donde, how are you? Sway, love seeing Ronan in the background. Yeah, that's Ronan. Yeah, he's dead now, but um, he actually died in this room. Little tidbit of information yeah, right there. Not recap that night, please. So it was at eleven thirty-six p.m. It was uh, thirty-seven degrees outside. It was a it was a half moon. Um, uh, I was wearing blue and jeans and a it. red shirt. So that was really fun. Next, uh, Svenja says good evening, guys. Hey, Svenja, how are you? Donde says now I follow you on Instagram. It's about fucking time. Welcome. So if you haven't done Instagram, do IG stories too. Do IG stories. Did I tell you the comment that I got from somebody that it was so it was so funny? Somebody made a comment on the YouTube channel. It's like, I wish there wasn't so much chit chat. <laughs> I wish you guys would actually get right to the get right to the topics. Right to the point. Right to the point. It's like, okay, sir. Thanks for telling me how my free content should be. Like, it's like, do people not understand? Do people not understand that like all this shit's for fucking free? <laughs> Right. It's like, this is free stuff. Like not only is it free, it costs me like, I have no sponsors. I have no advertisers. I have no gatekeeper, which is really awesome. And that's why I can say fuck and say what I want and not give a shit if people like this show or not. Cause I have nobody to answer to. So there's that. Not only that, like I have to pay her to do this show. I pay my wife to co-host on Monday. This show actually costs me money to do. And then there's the nine hours of fucking show that I actually do. And it's all, and I'm not looking for fucking thank you, Jeffs. But what I'm doing is I'm trying to put it a little bit more into scale. It's like everything I do is to help massive amounts of people. So, you know, for, for, for a dick out there to say, I don't like this. That's really, really cool. And you know what I love about these voluntary viewers? Like you can become a, voluntary non-viewer that's what the cool part about the internet is it's called move on next next um hold on dog training our heel is fine but i really like that follow me style better yeah it's really good it makes a huge difference next and the cool part about that is is like people say how do you walk like 10 dogs at once or how do you walk two dogs at once well once you get your dog in that mindset to be back behind you man it's incredible what you can do it's really, really incredible what you can do. Then you can walk three dogs and four dogs and five dogs. It doesn't matter. And you can do it all with one hand because you're not using strength. You're just using like just dog training. Next. You sure? 
Yeah, I'm thinking I might have to take the fucking blankets out of there because if the way they get meat on their blankets, they then they 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 start digging at their blankets. Okay. Because they get all their freaking meat juice on their blankets. No. Hostway uh, donated one ninety nine. Hey Hostway, thank coffee you. Coffee money. Coffee money. Awesome. Kaylee J. Good evening, Jeff and Joel. Hey Kaylee, hey, Kaylee J. No bitching about your whiny dog. No bitching. I won't listen to it tonight. <laughs> Wendelin. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. It's always good to see you both. And happy early Mother's Day to Linda. Thank you so much. I'm making her brunchest tomorrow. In fact, tonight I'm going shopping after the show. So this is the thing about brunches. It's like... Brunch is awesome. I love making brunch, but it's like... Who eats that late? No, who eats that much? It's like oh. I, it's like I want to do I want to do smoked salmon and then bagels and then eggs and then some sort of hash brown She's and then I want to do all, everything. It's a, but it's like it's a plethora, yes. it's a it's a plethora of food. Like, Half a bagel. Oh, I'm not going to overeat. But I'm I'm not I'm not going to overeat. The point is like it's just a lot of stuff. I love doing it. I love variety putting on variety. Is this what is it? The spice of life or something? <laughs> yeah, variety. Next question. Uh, top chat. Top chat. Hey, four ninety nine. Top chat from Ashley. Ashley, my one eighties are better than my heel taps. I'm not that graceful. LOL. You know, just to let you know, non smokers have better <laughs> um, heel taps. Just to let you know, um, but that makes perfect sense. Which is that's why I'm listening. Awesome. Michelle Anderson. Good evening, Jeff and Joel. Our number one YouTube commenter. Hold on one second. Nine. Thank you. Next. Leesboro. Judy watching with Dickens. I insist he watch. Her name changed again. What is going on, Judy? Judy's running from the law. What's the name? I know. That or the, She's got so many aliases. Either that or YouTube keeps shutting her down. <laughs> Judy, are you causing trouble online? You're putting up them nudies again? It's, it's Dickens. <laughs> Elizabeth. My dog has recently started to growl at my siblings and they kennel him up, specifically when they lock the kennel door. What do I need to do? Ooh. Ooh. So uh, while you're doing chores, can you close that fridge? Chores. <laughs> Look at it. It's, Having the I bet you that's how it started leaking water. No shit. It's but I'm guilty. I'm the one. I'm no, the... make sure the door closes tightly. <laughs> I feel, I feel, it's like, uh, that's what it is. <laughs> Guys like me, they're leaving it open <laughs> a little bit and now there's a puddle of water. Um, Even when us ladies leave notes, you don't read them. So, uh, <laughs> flashbacks to my mom. <laughs> if you want me to leave the notes, what you do is you tape a wooden spoon to the fridge, and it's like, okay, if you don't, read the, note, the, if you don't read the note, Jeff, you're gonna get the spoon. So the growling is the growling is bullshit. You need to stop the growling. So how do you stop a dog? How do you stop a dog from growling? What you're gonna do is this. It's gonna be a punisher. So I would actually do a remote collar on the dog, and you're gonna role play this. So it's very common. We see this all the time. I want you to know we see this all the time. Dog goes in the kennel, kennel up. Dog goes in. No problem at all. Go to shut the door. All of a sudden, the dog either tries to muzzle punch or growl. So what you would do is you'd say no and correct. Now, if you spend enough time online, you're going to hear that that's bad to do. You're going to create a negative association with the dog in the crate. That's an outright blatant lie. They'll also be told no. Then the dog is going to think that the kids or whoever created discomfort. Okay. And what's your point? Okay. All I care about is, does the, is the dog stopping? Is the dog stopping the behavior? It's all that matters to me. Next. Top chat. Top chat, 999. 
It looks like a Bogdana one. Hey, Bogdana, how are you? You have mentioned often the follow mode in dogs. My hound mix is constantly scanning and then surrounding, even when the even when she's e-coward, e-coward helps her to snap out of it, but not for long. Okay. Remember, e-coward is just a tool. Food is just a tool. So I've often said this, and I will continue to say it. Food doesn't train dogs. Leashes don't train dogs. E-cowers don't train dogs. Dog training trains dogs. So you can have food, but still not train the dog. You can have an e-cower, but still not train the dog. So what you're probably doing is you're underwhelming the dog. And what I mean by this is the fact that you actually said the e-cower works, but not for long. That means the dog is understanding the protocol. You just need to start making it suck a little bit more to do it. So you're most like most people, like this whole thought process is like, oh my gosh, people are going to be shocking their dogs and, and you know, and they're going to be out of control. Mm-mm, absolutely not. They're underwhelming their dogs. So Bogdana, what I'd like you to do, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to um, go up a little bit higher on that remote. Next. Top chat. Top chat. Another one. Ooh, look at this. 499. Pause and obey dog training. Oh, hi. How are you? I just wanted to send some love from New Jersey. Missing you guys already. Had a blast at the um, Manchua seminar. Manchua. Awesome. I was, I was wondering. I haven't seen you. Yes. Awesome. Had a great time there. Next year, the tickets are already for sale. That's how hot those tickets were. So we've got that. Next. Um, Sherry, my leash reactive. Just bumped my spot. My leash reactive dog has been doing well, better each day on walks. I got him to where we can pass the dog walking on the other side of the street and he stays in heel. Yesterday we walked past four. Awesome. Hold on. Hold on. That's not the, that's not all of it. Oh, I was excited Chihuahua right there. type small dogs. Oh, they that's the real absolutely test. Crazy. When they saw him, he immediately went back to his old reactive ways. I've just been continuing with what we've been doing. Any other suggestions? Yeah, I'd go hunt down Chihuahuas, man. What I would do, I would go hunt. I'd go, excuse me, Chihuahua man. Come here. I, I would role play it. I would look for, you know, you know, I would, I would, this is, and I'm, and I'm being serious, hunt down dogs. Literally, let's go find some dogs to walk by. That's what you've got to do. Also, it's okay to give a firm correction prior to the reactivity. A lot of people struggle with this. A lot of people struggle with this concept, but it's called, the, it's, it's sort of like the pre-walk punisher, the pre-walk bonker. It's, it, we all know the narrative. The thing is, if anybody's listening to the narrative and gives and, and really cares about the owner, you'll realize it's like, no, you don't understand. Every time they walk by a barking dog, my dog reacts every time. Great. I heard you loud and clear. So what are we going to do? Before we start walking by dogs, we're going to pretty much, it's almost like you're reading them the riot act. You're like, hey, you're not going to pull that shit today, are you? And what happens is the dog, all of a sudden, you become more valuable. The issue is on walks for a lot of dogs and a lot of owners, owners are not valuable. They're not valuable. Like everything else is more valuable. Or you might be valuable, but the, 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 other, the other dogs are more valuable. And what I mean by more valuable is they're spending more time paying attention to that instead of you. Why aren't they spending more time paying attention to you? Now, giving the dog more food rewards, that's not going to always work. In fact, that will always fail around leash reactivity. So what do you have to do? So you can't use a reward-based program to, to, um, to work the dog. I have no problem at all if the dog has a successful walk-by to re- reward the dog. No problem at all. We definitely want to make that better. But I'm finding that by making it suck to make the wrong choice is way more effective. Next. Leesboro, Judy. I have no idea why my username changes. That's her, old, that's her old username. I know. She changed it's, it. It's the way you're logging Again. in. It's the way you're logging in. Next. 
Um, Jacqueline, try to use remote collar, but my dog is now fearful to eat around me and not always full either eat faster or run to its crate to hide when I say out. Did I mess him up? You didn't mess him up at all. Now, okay, what you did was you probably used out for resource guarding or used out to, to move away from a crate. That's what you've done. Great. Step one. Now it's the next step. So what I would do is this. For starters, let's just, I'm a big advocate of feeding dogs in crates. Just feed your dog in the crate, walk away. Come back five minutes later. You can also keep your dog on a leash. So the, did you did you mess up your dog? I don't think you did. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. And let's say you did. It's not forever. Let's come back from that. So what you're going to do is from now on, the dog knows out, feed your dog in the crate, and we'll start doing status quo for a couple weeks of that. And then we'll revisit it next. Bogdana says, hi, Jeff and Joelle. I hope you're having a great evening. Yes. Fantastic evening. We've got a bunch of shadow students um, with us. We have three shadow students. So our shadow program now is um, it'll be posted up. It'll be posted up on our website. It's only going to be available for, it's a week-long program. There's only 10 days a month that it's available. So there's this window of opportunity, certain 10 days. Um, there's a seven-day program, but there's a little bit of flexibility on when you can start and stop. Um, and that'll be posted up. So it's only one week a month, technically, that's available, and it's limited to three people. And, um, and we do actually... Um, don't accept everybody into it. So there'll be more information on that. But a lot of people have been, I think a lot of pe- more seminars we do and more people are, are, are asking about that mm-hmm. as well. So was there a question there? Was that just a, hey, what's up? Yeah, I think it was just like a hey, what's oh, Okay, cool. Hey, what's up? Next. Um, Corinne, fearful dog, sometimes leash reactive to humans only, prong collar correction, or should I use the e-collar? Well, I need a little bit more context to that. This is what I want you to do. So it's a two-way street. Let's advocate for the dog. The way we're going to advocate the dog is this. Right now, whether your dog is fearful or humans or not, let's just get your dog to not pay attention to humans. Okay? We definitely don't want humans walking up to your dog right now. We don't want that. Let's get your dog to start existing around humans. Okay? That's usually the first thing to do is like, let me make you neutral to environmentals, whatever the environmental happens to be. So if I'm walking you and a human comes by, well, is it leash reactivity or just like avoidance? Did they say? Mm, leash reactive to humans only. Okay. So what I want you to do is you need to stop the leash reactivity. Now, this is where people really start fucking it up because they're listening to all these experts out there. And they're like, no, no, you have to create a better associate, positive association with humans and the dog won't be leash reactive. Like, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Who says that works? No. Stop the unwanted behavior. Let's get it neutral. Let's get it neutral. Like, and, and then people are going to hear, no, if you apply a punisher around humans, the dog is going to think humans are bad. Well, here's a fucking newsflash for everybody. Like, like everybody together, everybody together now say it, who's been watching my show for a long time. No, Jeff shows up at the scene of the crime, right? Your dog already has a problem. Now I show up with my advice. The dog already has an association with humans that is not good. We're not creating it. What we're doing is we're creating a bad association with the leash reactivity. That's how you stop it. And then you get a dog that's neutral, and then you just get it to walk by humans. No interacting. Then your dog goes, huh, this walking by human thing ain't a big deal. Nope, it's not a big deal. Next. 
Kristen moved to an apartment. An older dog doesn't pee poop on leash. Goes in kennel if he doesn't go after five minutes. He refuses, which means he ends up in kennel while I'm at work for eight hours and ends up peeing pooping in crate. You'd think he would catch on, but it's been three weeks. Yeah, because how long? How Any advice it? on helping an older dog learn to pee poop on command? What's older mean? It doesn't say. Some people think seven is older. Some people think. 12 is older. Well, 12 is older. So all I know is this. I'd rather, I wish your dog was biting you. That's easier to fix. The pee poop stuff is hard for me. I'm not, that's really not my level of expertise. What I would do is this. You have to spend a weekend. You got to figure out a weekend when you can work on this. And the bottom line is this. You take your dog out, go potty. First thing in the morning, it's usually easiest. Go potty, right? So is it a female or a male? doesn't say. It just says dog. Okay. No, the, the owner. Oh, Kristen. Oh, okay. Chris, what I do is I take a piss outside. So what I do is I go take a piss outside. I bring my dog over there, and 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 that helps sometimes give give a dog an identifiable pee spot. I once dropped out <laughs> and took a dump outside, but I spent two days in jail, so I'm not going to recommend that. So what you I, pee in a cup and bring it out. You pee in a cup and bring it outside too. I guess you could poop in a cup too, but then again, you got to have some skills. That's a YouTube video, right? That's a YouTube video. People float. So you. <laughs> Run a fecal float. <laughs> where, you are, where are you, Grant? Grant, <laughs> you watching? He's doing. A, he's doing a Skype with me. Is he? Yeah, yes. yeah. So anyway, um, what you're gonna do is this. Bottom line, yep. Don't pee or poo. Get back in your kennel, and then half an hour later, go outside. Don't pee or poo. Go back in your kennel. You have to. You have to do that. You have to do that now. If you want to get your dog to poop, what you can do is get a Q-tip or a soft match. This is this is 100 serious. Most people know this little trick. This is I, did, I rarely have tricks or tips. I just got dog training. But this is a little trick. Match, soft match. You take the non-sulfur end and you stick it up the dog's ass. Or a Q-tip, you put it up the dog's butt. Don't put it all the way up the butt. You want a little bit of it hanging out. What happens is the dog's, it's obviously, it ain't very comfortable. I mean, I don't mind a match up. My, you know, more than one finger is a little bit uncomfortable for me. But so a match is no big deal. So what I do is, it, it irritates the dog and their sphincter muscles start going into like, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? And then they freaking start, it, it, it can get things working. It's like, a, it's it like, does work. it's like priming the pump. So try that next. Mm-hmm. Had to do it a couple of times to the dog. Yep. Mr. Skeptical. <laughs> well, it happened. My 16 month old Corso. Oh God. Attacked 18 year old daughter. We had to put him down. Fuck. She got stitches to the face and head. His training was going well, but he was not stopping trying to kill her. Okay. So who's that? Mr. Skeptical. So Mr. Skeptical, Jeff at Solid Canine Training. Jeff at Solid Canine Training. I'd be more than happy to do a quick 15-minute Skype with you. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm offering you to do a free Skype, which, you know, if you want, if, if you want, if you need to vent on this and if you need to talk through this, I'll be more than happy to spend some time and, you know, cry all you want and we can talk about it. You did the right thing, okay? Don't let any fucking person tell you differently. Okay, don't let any fucking person say, oh, someone, no, bull, bullshit. No fucking way. Family first. You did the right thing. Got it? You did the best you could. It was a terrible, terrible accident. I'm so sorry. Tell your, your daughter, daughter, his daughter. I'm so sorry that she had to experience that. Don't blame yourself. I'm sure you are. Don't. All right. And you did the right thing, but if you need to talk about it, all right. I'm e- believe it or not, as hard as I am to get a hold of, I'm easy to get a hold of. All right, next. 
Robin, a positive trainer, left a review of the rescue I volunteer at as follows, in part. Devices intended to punish a dog into submission while teaching the dog nothing regarding prong e-collars. I wanted to, but didn't call him an a-hole. Yeah, no, you just you just you just don't respond to that. But no, this is the thing. This is what this is what dumb people don't know. So, newsflash to dumb people, and it's like, geez, Jeff, you shouldn't be insulting someone. I'm not insulting anybody. At all, it's a factual statement. You have a you have a lack of intelligence when you don't understand that your way is not the only way, and that includes me. I don't think my way is the only way. But when you stop an unwanted behavior through what's the word that this person decided to use. I'll use their words. Um, punishing dogs into submission. Okay. So when you punish a dog into submission that suppresses and stops an unwanted behavior, newsflash, you have taught the dog something. You taught the dog that that's a bad choice. If you do it again, it's going to suck. Welcome to the world. Welcome to the world. Watch National Geographic. One episode with animals, not freaking African women with boobs. Sickos. Well, actually, I watch those too. So I guess, well, I'm a sicko. So, so not lately now because I have access to porn, but, but I did. When, all I had was National Geographic. Guys, National Geographic, 1979 issue. Okay, right? March, oh page 67. God. Go to it. It's fucking awesome. Next. Did you even answer the fucking question? What's the question? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What's the question? I have no idea. Okay. Oh, she wanted to call the guy an asshole. Oh, no, nah, don't call him an asshole. Next. What's happening? Kitty's kitten. I have four-year-old pit bull. She continuously attacks my seven-year-old male boxer. <sighs> Pit mix. I'm going to get her spayed. If that does not help, it won't help. And the attacks continue. I'm thinking about giving her up. Okay, so this is the thing. It's not going to help. It won't help. Okay. If that helped, okay. Let's just sit, let's just talk about spay and neuter. I'm a huge fan of choice. I have like you know, I'm a big fan of choice. I don't like dogs spayed pre or neutered pre one years old. But that's just my whatever. That's just my opinion. It's literally an opinion. Most of what I say is actually based on facts. That's an opinion. Um, all I know is this. 100%. Remember, I deal, we deal with dogs that kill, dogs that harm, dogs that try to kill, dogs that try to harm humans and dogs. That's my gig. That's my gig. 100% of those dogs. 100% of those dogs have been desexed. Over 80% of those dogs have never been on a pinch collar or a shock collar. Okay? That's fact, not opinion. That is fact. Those are true numbers. So, the narrative is that a surgery to desex a dog is going to fix aggression is not happening. Now, has it happened with some dog out there? I bet you it has. Absolutely. I'm sure it has. There is, um, there, that's the possibility. But then there's also the thing about these tools are making dogs aggressive. Not for the people that actually stop aggression because they're not being used on the dogs prior to them coming here. You need to make it suck to attack another dog. All I can say is 
dogs fighting in the same house is challenging, but I got 50 things you can be doing that if you're not doing, the odds are against you. So there's all kinds of great stuff that you can be doing. For instance, are you creating your dogs every night and are they separate and are they in their crates lying down calm? And can you do that on command even if you've not exercised them? Okay. Are your dogs, do your dogs know basic obedience and do they understand the concept of no? Now that doesn't fix aggression, but we got to start somewhere, right? We have to leverage something at some point. Are you giving these dogs affection? Knock it off. Are you being demanding of their life? You should be. Do you understand what the precursor to the bad behavior is? You want to be freaking eliminating that. So you have to understand arousal in dogs. A lot of things that a lot of people miss a lot of things. So before you, but if it doesn't work, you got to rehome the dog. And I have no problem with that at all. I have no problem with that at all. For, 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 for somebody to tell an owner to keep two dogs fighting in the house because it would be mean to give up one, that's how dare someone say that. No, 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 no. That's probably the smartest thing you can do. All right. And if you have to put down a dog for aggression, like, okay, some people have to, and I have no problem with that at all. I have no problem with that at all. Who are we? All right. I've had to put down three of my own dogs that I've acquired over the years. I once owned 12 dogs. I've meant to talk about this many times. I once owned 12 dogs. So and they all came to me through acquired, just different dogs all with major behavioral problems. This is back when I, I would never do this now, but this is back when I was like, yeah, I'll take your dog. But three of them weren't safe enough. They weren't safe enough in my home or they weren't even safe enough outside of my home with either humans or dogs or, or both. And I've put down three of my own dogs. They're not safe enough. Every dog cannot be rehabbed. Every dog deserves a chance, but every dog can't be. And every dog can't be rehabbed to a point that is safe. We have an obligation to ourselves, to our family, to the community, to our other animals in the home. We have an obligation to our marriage, to us as a parent. We have an obligation to our pocketbook. We have an obligation to all these things out there. And I take this very, very seriously. But there's a lot of families out there that are struggling for years and years and years and years and cannot get help. Next. Oh, that's a good one. Shawnee, I appreciate you so much, but it would be easier to listen without the F-bombs. My teen could listen if there wasn't so many bad words. So this is the thing. I don't think the word fuck is a bad word. And this is the thing. Like, like I just said it there on purpose. I didn't have to say that one. But I would say most of the time that I swear, it just comes out. I'm very passionate about what I do. Now, my son is six. He sits in on a lot of Skypes. I swear sometimes during my Skypes, he hears me swear. Angelo, for the longest time, wouldn't say the word ship, like ship sailing through the night. Because it sounds too much like shit. He doesn't swear at all. And he put between, and his mother's Italian. So you know there's between me and his mom, there's all kinds of swearing going on in that house. 
he doesn't swear. Why? Because we've taught him that, you know, it's not acceptable for him to be swearing right now. So I have no problem with a child playing violent video games. I have no problem with child playing simulated shooting games. And I'm very aware of what goes on in society, guys. So don't even go there. What I'm saying is I have no problem with my child hearing swear, swear words. I have no problem having my child look at a nude statue or a nude painting. So, no, I don't think they should be exposed to hardcore pornography or even probably soft porn. But, like, it's okay for your child to hear a swear word. I'm not going to tell you how to parent at all, but you have to sort of weigh it. Like, okay, don't mind the swears. Think about this. I give this disclaimer all the time to potential clients. If you're thinking about hiring us as a company, I said, watch our videos first, get to know us. But when you watch my Q and a shows, make sure you understand the tone of it. And then it's like, I mean, here I, I here, listen to what I talk about, pissing in a cup, shitting fecal floats. I talk about things of a sexual nature. Um, I'm swearing a lot. I'm like, who the fuck would hire this guy? We have a waiting list, actually. My seminars sell out. But I always want people to understand. It's like, and I'm not doing it for a shock value. I, I just can't help it. And then also, this is an entertainment show. And the content is true and the content is good. So, but that's your own journey. I'm, I would never tell anybody how to parent. So, respect. Next. Katie, Shepard is skittish. Sometimes on walks, she gets scared by things and tries to run all the way home. Mm. She usually walks in a heel, but when she's scared, I can't control her. She just tries to flee. Yeah. So that's a typical typical flight mode. By the way, guys, if um, if you haven't subscribed to the show, hit subscribe and then hit notifications, the bell, so you'll be notified about more of these. And if you like the show, um, give me a thumbs up. And if you don't like the show, feel free to give it a thumbs down. That's okay. I don't mind at all. You're, it's actually pretty cool because it's called engagement. Um, uh, Hold on. This is actually a four-parter. Do you want me What's to the person's going? name? Katie. Katie, you can't ask four-part questions. Go ahead. Gives me time. This is to, one and only time. Gives me time to have some water. All right. Ready. I got a prong collar to see if it would help. She got scared yesterday, ran one way, hit the end of the leash, yelped, and ran the other way, hit the end of the leash, and then yelped again. After doing this three to four times, she ended up just lying down, crying, shaking, ears pinned, and body low to the ground. She would lie down, get up, and pace, and then lie down, shaking, and crying again. As soon as I started to move forward again, she's back to trying to flee. How do I get her to stop freaking out for no darn good reason? Okay. What's the person's name? Katie. Okay, Katie. A couple of things. No reason for you, big reason for the dog. And the prong collar had nothing to do with it. This is the thing. My big question to you is, how could your dog that's in proper heel command next to you, proper positioning with German Shepherd? Mm -hmm. So up high with probably 8 to 12 inches of leash because it's all you need for a loose leash. How could that dog behave in that way? It sounds to me like you gave the dog a lot of leash, a lot of freedom, not enough guidance. So what I want you to do is this. First of all, did you introduce the prong collar to the dog? And that doesn't mean saying, hey, dog, this is a prong collar. Say hi. It means we have a very specific video that shows you how to size, fit, introduce the collar, very important information, and how to start the walk. And you don't want to miss any of those things. You have to teach the dog 
how the collar actually works. And it's not too late, even though you had such a dramatic experience. You can recover because I do that all the time in my seminars with dogs. We do it all the time in the training center. So once you do that, then I want you to teach your dog how to have a proper heel position, which is next to you, walking with you. Then if you start seeing your dog getting nervous, you actually tell your dog to heel. At first, get your dog used to the collar in a low environmental area, maybe your backyard, maybe up and down your driveway, maybe on a quiet street. Master that before you go into the belly of the beast. Okay? I want you to do that. But giving a dog all this freedom with like two feet, three feet, four feet of leash, that's how you can get yourself into trouble. Next. Melissa, we have a litter mates that are six months old and a small breed. We create them in separate rooms, work them individually, but I'm struggling potty training mine who is good at learning other commands. Okay. So I would start, excuse me, creating them in the same room. Litter mates can always be hard, but that's not why you're having a piss and shit problem. So this is the thing. Potty training is not my level of expertise. That's not my gig. So what you want to do is look for somebody that they love the potty trained dogs. All I can say, say is this. Get yourself an Excel spreadsheet. Got it? Days of the week across the top, time of day up and down. And I want you to start, and then your dog is in the crate a lot. I want you to start tracking your dog's schedule. Monitor its food and water, okay? No free feeding whatsoever. And water, believe it or not, you can actually monitor that as well. Then what I want you to do is I want you to have your dog on a schedule, a pee and poo schedule, and monitor it. And then also when your dog has accidents, write down those times. And what you're going to do is now you've got data and the data says that for some reason, you know, you've got like, this is the prime accident time. Well, what's going on during that prime accident time? Don't let your dog free roam. I'm not a big advocate of free roaming in houses, but a dog that doesn't know how to control its bladder or its bowels should not have access to the house. So, well, does that my dog have to be in the crate at all times? Absolutely not. There's something called place. There's something called the down. So schedule, schedule, schedule. Have the dog go to the door on a leash. You have it go out the door to the to the potty spot. Hold your ground with your feet. Go potty. If they're successful, click reward. Yep, you can use a clicker for that. Click reward or use a marker word. Yes, reward. All right, you can do that. Don't get all excited and all goo-goo giggly. Do that. When you tell your dog to go potty, if it's sniffing around, be quiet. It's looking for a potty spot. Okay. Don't keep, don't keep talking to it. Do that. So, and then go online and look for people that like really specialize in that stuff. Next. Top chat. No, top chat. $5. Dawn. Hey, Dawn. We recently started our nine month old male on treadmill training about 15 minutes each day. What's a good amount of time for him since he's still young. Um, so that depends on you. I mean, my male can go three hours on the treadmill at least like probably five hours. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. He's a Malinois. So, you know, 15 minutes is a good start. You can go up to half an hour if you want to, you know, go up to half an hour. And we do a slower pace too. It's really hard to do that. Next. Kaylee J. Don't worry. No complaints here today. Good. Kaylee J. Um, I don't know where to go. Shamaris, fostering one-year-old lab pit mix, um, has been fine with my family until today. He growled at my 10-year-old when she went to grab his collar, toy and mouth. Is this something I can fix, or should I send him back to... Mm-mm, you can fix it. What is, how old is the dog? One years old? Um, yeah. When you're, how long have they had the dog, does it say? 
read she's that. She's been fostering it. She didn't say how long. She's oh, had fostering it. it. Oh, it's a fo- so so it could be so. First of all, I'm not a big advocate of grabbing collars. So your dog obviously needs to know the out command. So I would teach out first. It's all done with a remote collar. It's hands off the dog. Teach out. You know, if if it's a foster though, when it's growling at you and you don't feel safe, I would call up the foster coordinator. Unfortunately, most of them aren't supportive. And just be like, I don't feel safe with this dog anymore. So I, I never would want anybody to not feel safe in their own home with a dog, let alone a foster dog. So you tell them you don't feel safe with this dog anymore. But we stop that all the time in one second. That's a one to three second training protocol. We can stop that. All right, next. Um, Helen, I met a woman today who was impressed with how well my service dog was behaved. She complained her dog is badly behaved. I told her that when he's bad, she, she should make it fucking sick. She plots. Wow. She Who plots? The dog or the... The woman, I'm assuming. The woman plots? The, I guess. The woman laid down? She probably just like hit the deck. Like, oh my God. Oh. Make it suck? Okay, cool. Yeah, that's a weird concept for a lot of people. Social media has sort of brainwashed everybody thinking that punishment is bad. You know? But I don't know a world that... I don't, I don't know a world that doesn't have punishment in it. Speaking of that, oh boy, there was another one. I just love, I love these hateful comments. So it's so funny up on YouTube. Somebody writes, somebody writes, <laughs> somebody makes a comment saying, why do you feed your, this is a, it's not a 90 minute rebroadcast of the show. Mm-hmm. Why do you, why do you feed your dogs raw? There's no scientific evidence that says it's good. In fact, it says it's bad. Usually, I usually I usually delete stuff like that. You know what I mean? But I was like, so 90 minute show helping lots of people. And like, why do you, why do you care what I feed my dogs? But then the first thought out of my mind was, I don't know of any animal in the world. I know of no other animal. Maybe somebody can correct me on this one. Feel free to correct me on this one. Um, I don't know of any animal in the world that doesn't eat raw food. Does anybody? I'm not. Don't say humans, but we do eat raw food, like broccoli, you know. So, sushi. We just had. We just had sushi. So, but I'm like, don't don't all animals like just kill shit and eat it? Like, I think they do. Like, birds do, insects do. I mean, you've got some that are plant eaters, but let's go to the meat eater category. I'm pretty sure. Like, I just don't think. Animals know how to use matches, so they got to eat it raw, right? I guess you can you can do the hot stone and put it on the hot stone and in the hot sun, but they don't know that. You hold the magnifying glass up to it and the light goes through it, it would probably cook the meat. Maybe that's what they're doing out there. You think so? National Geographic's got it all wrong. I don't know if they can get a magnifying glass. True. Yeah. Next. Nicole, how do I stop a dog from whining in place? Oh, that's a pain in the ass one. Mm-hmm. You have to try a remote collar, no, remote collar, different levels, figure out what it, which one it is. You can always say no and bonk the dog next. Oh, make sure the dog's going to double down. Make sure that at least the head's down, so you want to double down. So if the head's up and it's whining, down it again, do the double down next. Sarah took my mom to brunch today. Happy Mother's Day, oh, Linda. That's great. Thanks. Kitty's kitten. Happy Mother's Day to all. Oh, thank you. Happy Mother's Day to all of you ladies out there to all the moms i got a my mom i sent her stuff this year i was i usually get something from edible arrangements but she complained why 
because the fruit doesn't come in good. So she's like, if you're going to send me a gift, Jeff, don't send me this freaking shit anymore. <laughs> you can do better than that. I did. I sent her flowers. Size. Yeah, those said, sometimes don't come in very good. Either. I know. I hate when people send me flowers. I know, but I said she got them today. She's <laughs> the thought that counts. She sent me the text. <laughs> Next, Sandra Buck. Thank you for keeping it real. Even Jeff's dogs need reminders, corrections. God, yeah, of course they do. Yeah, like somebody asked me that all the time. Happy I'm, belated birthday, Sandra. Yeah, happy After bir- we put you on Facebook. That's the other right. Day. That's what someone asked me that on AMA. What? Do your dogs ever misbehave? I'm like, what are you crazy? Of course they do. Yeah. My God. Any dog trainer, any dog trainer that says they don't, they're full of shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, of course they do. My dogs make major mistakes. Major mistakes. They don't fight. Ooh, but I'll tell an instant. I'll share an instant with you from on the road. That was a fucking shit show. <laughs> they didn't fight with each other, but we had a dog come at us. Yeah. A hundred pound dog come at us. I'll share the sh- I'll share the story. Okay, you so, share the story. I'll share the story. So, we all know in the RV, my dogs don't eat in the new RV because it's a brand new RV, and I've just said I feed raw. I decided I don't want any dogs eating the RV. So what do I do? It's late at night because I feed them at night, so it's probably eight thirty night. It's dark. It's really dark. It's, dark. it's like nine or nine thirty at night. They all I take their food bowls. You guys have seen this on IG stories, right? On IG stories, you've seen this. So I take the food and I put it in their bowls, and they're about I don't know. Each bowl is probably a one or two meters apart. Okay. And they're eating there all of a sudden. Like, so they're eating, they're eating probably where my passenger door is the passenger door of my vehicle of the RV. All of us. And I'm standing there and I'm standing there and I'm watching them. And all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, right around my front bumper, that's how close it was. The front bumper. Like, where the fuck came a dog on a leash being pulled by its owner? It's at night. We're in a freaking parking lot somewhere. Like, there's nobody, there's nobody around. So weird. Like, what, like, like, what are you doing? Hugging my, but like, where did you come from? Hugging the front bumper, going right towards my dogs. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm in the bathroom listening to all of this. They're eating. They're eating. (laughs) So. So I'm like, so I scream, so I scream, I'm like, because I knew, I knew this was not a good situation at all, like at all. So what do I do? I'm like, nine, which is my no, like, because I know something's about to happen. So I'm like, oh shit. Let me just fucking scream it, right? So, so it's like nine, because I knew I wanted to like, like if they were like they were gonna see this, like they were they 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 did it. So so Tex and girl fly the other way, like they're like they ran into the RV. I'm like, no, they didn't, no, no, not didn't first, not at know? first, not, not at first. So they ran into the parking lot away. And Kira sees the dog, and Kira's not one to back down. This dog was coming at us, and so Kira is like, like, you don't want to fuck with Kira, she'll ignore you, just don't fuck with her. And I got no problem with this either because it's, it's, you know, it can save my pack. So, so what does Kira do? Kira's like, <laughs> after dinner snack. So boom, it was bad. It wasn't really bad. So, so Kira jumps in and uh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden text comes 
darting across the fucking parking lot doing a Superman. <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing a Superman. Yeah! Fight! Boom! And I'm like, ah! this all happened in like one second. Fucking pack attack. My so, so I'm going up. I'm kicking my own dogs. And it, it, we're talking, this was a, it was a, it was a two second. This all happened within like literally two seconds. It was a two second thing, guys. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It, it could, put it this way. It, it could have been, been really, really, really bad. Yeah. But I go in swinging with my feet, my own dogs. And uh, so they break off. That's when you hear me yell truck. Yeah. I'm like, get in your cab. So then get I'm like, yourself. truck. And truck is the word that means get your ass either in the back of my truck or in the RV. And um, and they all just like, no problem. They all run into the truck. They all run into the truck. And then um, and then there's this like guy there. This I'm like, like, what the fuck are you doing? I said to him, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you here? What are you doing? Why what what like what are you doing? So so guess what? Shit happens next. No one was injured. Yeah, nobody was injured. Nobody was injured at all. No injuries whatsoever. Next. Crixis. Hi, guys. My GC with an e-collar could be a stand-in for Rin Tin Tin. Without e-collar, you would think he's a deaf, feral dog. <laughs> nice, Crixis. Next. Number one Pitbull dad donated $2. Thanks. Wanted to send some California love. Thank you so much. Uh, Scattered Storm says, hi, guys. Hey, how are you? Raquel from Brazil. Where you been? Raquel. She says, hi, guys. Love you, honey. Tommy, I'm glad I found you. Before I was in dog training class, I couldn't bring my dogs. I wanted to learn how to deal with dogs in shelter, but quit. The trainer let her dogs fence fight. Let her own dogs? I mean, they dogs fence fight, but you don't let them. Next. Tommy says, what's the most important thing to deal with unknown dogs? Uh, you make sure you better have a good kick. Are we talking about the unknown dog coming at them? Yeah, you have to neutralize the threat. Neutralize the threat at all times. Four ninety nine. Looks like a Bogdana. Yep, Bogdana. Speaking of hateful comments, my neighbors keep shaking their heads and saying "poor babies" when I pass by with my dogs, both on prong cowers. Oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Who cares? That's on them. Yeah, we don't care what your neighbors think. Next, Jake. No question. Just want to thank you for the content. With your help, the non-dog lovers in my family, friends are realizing how cool it is to have a well-behaved dog around. Awesome. Such a cool transition. Awesome. Pro- was that Jake? Mm-hmm. Proud of you, Jake. Proud of you. It's really great. Sherry, thank you so much for the suggestions. Although I'm a little nervous, I will go dog chihuahua hunting and role play. I also love pre-reaction correction you explained. Thank you. (laughs) You've changed our lives. You're welcome. That's so nice. Elizabeth, thank you, J&J. I already have a prong collar and tried to use it while my sister locked his kennel door, but it just made him lunge and growl more than the initial low growl. Yes, yes, it is. Or is the e-collar the magical? Well... You put the dog probably possibly in a defense. This is the thing. There's a little bit of an art to it. So if you underwhelm your dog, so if you underwhelm your dog, it's going to happen. So, but that's where like, but put it this way. We see that all the time and we're like, oh, that's interesting bit of information. Well, let's resolve that. So bottom line is you got to, you got to, you, you work on it till it, till it's eliminated. Next. Batman, how was the pork tenderloin? <laughs> He hasn't stopped complaining about it since. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> when was that? Monday? Monday. Wednesday? What's today? Saturday. I don't know. So it was Wednesday. So we all know that I got a dressing down by Linda on Wednesday. She came up. 
she normally never interrupts the show on a Wednesday or Saturday. Mm-mm. Like we never see her. <coughs> she walked in. Guns blazing. Guns blazing. Give me a hard fucking time. Pork tenderloin spent 20 minutes extra in the oven. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> I was hoping the problem is I was hoping that Angela was to bed at 8 o'clock times 8.05. I was really hoping that Angela would be coming to bed. I'd be able to say to Romy, who puts him in bed, hey, can you just tell, tell mom to take, to, to take the pork tenderloin out? But that didn't happen. So I'm like, I'm doing a show here. I got a pork tenderloin in the oven. It's only supposed to be there for five more minutes. What do I do? So I yell downstairs. And it's like, that didn't come up. That didn't go, that didn't go well. Like, you just don't tell Linda what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like that in that format. I knew, I knew it came across wrong. I just knew, but it's not like I knew as soon as you got up and were like, "Linda," I'm like, "Uh oh." I was like, I was trying to take the pork out of the oven. I know. I guess I could have texted her. Yeah, you could have been a little less discreet. Yeah. Less, <laughs> lesson yeah. learned. Fuck that. You don't fuck with Linda. Now you're gonna make her a nice breakfast tomorrow, though. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make up for it. Next, <laughs> I gave her cash. Donde. <laughs> What type of activities do you do with your dogs? Um, I swim them and I run them and I do a little bit of bite work with them and I just hang out with them and do stuff. Nothing. I don't do anything like like crazy at all. Next. Jasmine, thanks Jeff for showing me everything. I helped two people with whining problems and introduced them to a bonker and e-collar and they were pure positive attitude until it wasn't working at all. Also sent them to watch your videos. Cool. This is the cool thing, guys. Like the cool thing about being a balanced trainer or balanced anything in life is like, how do you think we train every dog on our property to sit, down, place, heel, recall? And then our trick training class, name a trick, name 100 tricks. How do we teach, teach that? All of it with a reward-based positive training program with no, no punishers at all. Mm-hmm. None. Lots of food. Everything. We do it too. Great. Now you know it. Cool. 